We are stoned and that's okay. So why don't you just stay? Sit back and listen. You don't know what you're missing. It's talking stone while getting sports. Welcome, fellow human. You're listening to Talking Stone while getting sports with your host Morgan and Austin. This is season one, episode forty-two, possibly. Um, I think you're right. Awesome, buddy. Uh, my mind is a little frazzled. That's why the intro is a little frazzled. I had an interesting day. Um, but before we get to that, how was your day, buddy? Yeah, so uh, for Mother's Day, we uh, went over and made... Well, my mom went up whale watching, but um, for Megan's mom, my mother-in-law, we made her... Uh, eggs benedict and uh gave her some starter cucumber plants and some raspberries so that was cool some raspberry plants oh so you're going having some fresh cucumbers and uh raspberries in the future well we got lots yeah so we were had we had to give some away so that was our way of giving to them oh, oh perfect so you Kind of like a good re-gift in a way, because it's good, healthy produce that you just want to spread the love. Exactly. Um. Well, I'm glad that uh, your day and nothing else interesting happened in the week. I honestly not that I can think of. Awesome. Well, other than hockey-related things. We will definitely get to that. We might even have a little different opinion once we get to that. But before that happens, um, I would just like to share my weekend. It started out great because yesterday we had, like, uh, because my sister's birthday happens to be the same day as Mother's Day. And... um, with that being said, uh, we did like a barbecue for both me, or not me, for my mom and my sister. Yesterday, it was me, my brother, his fiance, my little niece was out there, a few of us. And we had a nice little barbecue, ate some food. That all went well. And then today hit. <laughs> And, you know, sometimes we live in very, we live in a world with lots of technology. Yep. And with that being said, sometimes it doesn't like to work. Well, I have a phone that I use for my day-to-day life, like everyone else. Um, It works better when it has a charge. This morning, I plugged it in. Charging, working fine. This afternoon, I tried to give it a little charge around about three o'clock to get ready for our show tonight. Wasn't charging. <laughs> for whatever reason, it stopped charging. So I have been spending the last, I don't know, four hours trying to track down a replacement phone I could use 
just so we can get a recording done tonight, basically. And uh, here we are. I'm using an older iPhone, it turns out. I usually use a newer Android, so if it sounds a little worse, I apologize. Um, but it seems to be working. It seems to be going out there, so that's a bonus. <laughs> honest, If I'm honest, so far you sound better. I am hearing, I don't know if it's going to come through on the recording or not, but I figure I might just say it now. I am hearing my voice, like a little bit of uh, kickback, I guess you could call it, every once in a while. So I apologize if that also shows up in the recording, uh, just so I get out of the way. But a few other stuff that we should probably... Get out of the way and some plugs. What do you say? That's true. Um, I'll just go real quick because I got not much to plug. And that's tweet at me at Caption Morgan 2. Um, once I have a working phone, I'll be able to check a little bit better. So that's where we're at. Also, rate, review, uh, share, tell a friend, tell Rock. Tell, I don't know, a building. Tell anything about our podcast. Um, we're slowly increasing. We're having fun doing it. So thank, you, also, for thank you for making that happen, sir. Go on. Oh, good. I was just going to say, and also don't forget to follow at Podstoned on Twitter. That's our main podcast account. And at Fitzd Fitzgerald, that's where you can find me. Uh, on Instagram, it's TSWGS pod, uh, talking some while getting sports pod. It's, um, yeah, it's usually where I post photos of like the shout outs or, uh, ideally at some point we'd like to put clips up there, but, um, yeah, that's where you find us. Let us know what you think of the show. And like Morgan said, uh, ratings are huge, especially on like iTunes, um, or Google play, stuff like that. And, um, yeah, just let us know what you think. Awesome. Well, we got all that stuff out of the way. And I say before I have more technical issues, let's get to some sports. Um, right off the hop, we have a little, this kind of hot, well, it is hockey related, but it's not NHL related. And, it's came, it's gone. We have results for the under eighteen championship. Um, few things stuck out for me personally. Me being Canadian, Canada's, Canada won gold over Russia five three, so that's great. Um, okay. but another kid because he's fifteen years old stood out to me. If you pay attention to the NHL at all, you know all, he's also still kind of a kid. You know a guy that's very, very good named Connor McDavid. However, in this championship, there's a kid. A little coincidence because his name, his first name is also Connor. <laughs> yeah. But his last name is Bedard. Yeah. I think I got that right. And holy fuck. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of ridiculous. 
he happened to tie that other Connor that I just spoke of with 14 points in a single championship. Damn. Um, he was – he's insane. Um, so basically what I'm getting at, parents out there, if yeah. you want a good hockey player, name him Connor. Yeah, it seems to be that way. Uh, yeah, like I said, he's under the age of 16. Um, also in this tournament, it's been going for 25 years. Canada has only won gold four times, which is very strange in my mind for how dominant they usually are in the actual world juniors. So I'm kind of surprised that... 25 years that they've only won four gold medals. The last time they won was in 2013 when McDavid was playing. Right. Um, so this kid is definitely going to be someone to keep an eye out for in the next few years. And I expect to see him in the NHL if he keeps up this pace. Oh, 100%. Uh, what do you have to say about the under-18 championship. Did you watch any of it? Pay attention to any of it at all? <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm going to be completely honest. I really didn't pay attention this year. It's, um, I don't know, it just feels like a lot more is going on, you know, pandy-wise and uh, all that good stuff. So, no, I haven't really been paying attention. But I have been paying attention to Connor Bedard. He's going to be something crazy. So, whoever's really bad in, like, I don't know, three years, two years, three years in there, um, they're going to be getting a really special player. Hey, if you're lucky, it could be in the Canucks. Oh, my God. I hope we're not that bad for that long, but, I mean, what are you going to do, right? Yeah, you could see him going to a team like maybe the Sabres in a few years or, yeah. But regardless, he's going to be in the NHL and – yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe scares Connor McDavid a little bit because, you know, he wants uh, to be, Connor McDavid wants to be the best Connor. I don't know. I don't think he's too worried yet. He hasn't. You got to make the show first. That's very true. But uh, speaking of making the show, let's talk about the big leagues. And that would be the NHL. What do you say? Sounds good. Awesome. So, <laughs> an interesting tweet went out. Um, basically, the day after uh, our recording of our podcast, and that tweet involved a player named Tom Wilson. He's been in the NHL news before for not always doing the right things. <laughs> and this time, he started the news once again. And you know what? I'm just going to uh, let Austin take over and tell you guys better what that news I'm hinting at might be. Well, you see, Tom Wilson, he, he plays for the Washington Capitals. And one of the things he does really well is agitate the other team. He's very good at that. Um, 
I'll say that. However, sometimes he goes over the line. He goes over the line. He's been suspended for it multiple times. And um, so it's interesting because I originally was misunderstood as to what he was suspended for. Or not suspended for, fined for, rather. Yeah. So, I didn't actually see the Buchnevich part. I saw the Artemi Panarin part. Um, oh, okay. So, where he, like, he grabbed the hair, right? It looked real bad. Yes. And, and um... But, I don't know. I mean... Scrums happen. People kind of get thrown. It happens. It looked bad. However, the one, th- the thing for me at least with Tom Wilson is you can't keep hitting a guy when he's down like that. Especially with because he wasn't just hitting him. Um, he, if you guys watch the clip, he was clearly pushing his stick into either the back of his neck or the top of his shoulder blades couldn't quite tell with all the cluster body parts and everything in the way. Either way. He was giving some good good shots to the back of his head when he's defenseless. Yeah. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm definitely in the camp of I feel like that deserved a suspension. Not necessarily the Panarin part, but the Buchnevich part. That's, you, can't, you can't do that to somebody. Yeah, that because um, because we've discussed this a little bit off the air already. Well, and I, I'm trying to I've changed my tune a little bit, but yes, we have. And um, like like you say, he did grab the hair. Um, the player that he grabbed, he like Tom Wilson was not aiming, or I'm sure he wasn't aiming to grab the hair, so that's where I give him the benefit of the doubt. Because it wasn't Tom Wilson's fault that, uh, uh, who was it? Artenemi? Artenemi? Panarin. Um, It's not necessarily his fault that he has longer hair, if I'm being completely honest. So that's where I kind of stood. Um, The whole tossing around players you basically see that at least once again oh yeah in every scrum people are getting tossed down to ice that's just that's just how it happens you know well especially like it's easy to go off balance too yeah and also like what do you guys expect when you're playing a team for eight to ten times a season or eight to ten times a season um, once you put in a regular season, even if you play them two or three times, you have tempers flaring and all that crap. So it's right. kind of expected that, you know, we're getting close to the end of the season. You're going to have this type of stuff. But um, Tom Wilson, he was fined $5,000 for the whole punching uh um, Pavel in the back of the head incident. Apparently, that is the max 
fine that is allowed for that type of incident in the CBA. So you can't really argue that it's in the rules. They're going by the rules. But I do also agree that for that, a couple game suspension would probably stopped a lot of other stuff that happened. <laughs> in the next game, yeah. Um, do you want to uh, talk how that game started and continued on? Yeah, well, so of the opening face-off, it was great because there was three fights. And um, gotta love that. And I believe within like four minutes and something or five minutes, there was another two fights or three fights. Like yeah, it was... as, as a hockey fan myself and as someone, as a Calgary Flames fan, um, someone that's witnessed this on the TV himself, I was a huge fan of seeing this clip <laughs> personally. I'm not gonna the only lie. thing, the only thing I felt kind of bad for afterwards that I kind of was had explained to me was the Rangers are definitely a smaller team. Like yes. Washington's a definitely a tougher team, so the Rangers were at a disadvantage already. And like I don't know, it just I mean they had to do it. I think it was just like a matter of principle, you know. But um. Yeah, and then they took Wilson out of the game with an injury. However, I think it was just to prevent him from getting killed. Yeah, because it was getting insane out on the ice. Uh, that Pavel, I'm not going to attempt his last Bush name. Nevich. Thank you. He actually got suspended after that game, of, if I remember correctly. He sure did. And he damn well deserved that suspension in my mind because that high stick that he – I'm sorry I don't have the player that he did it to, but that – Anthony Mantha. All right, thank you. That high stick was basically across his eyes. Like, it was – and it was – it was a – well, it was a cross check to the face. It was more than just a high, high stick in my mind. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know where you stand, but me personally, I think that it was way over the, the top. The fighting, that that's expected. You know, as soon as Tom Wilson stepped on the ice, people are after him. That was all expected. But that random high stick to a player that, I don't think had much to do with the other incidents is very uncalled for. Um, where do you stand on that? I agree. And I think both he should have been, he should be suspended as well as Wilson. I think they both should be suspended because both things were not, you can't defend that. Yeah. And, um, like we've mentioned, if Tom Wilson was suspended in the first place, then you probably wouldn't have had all this happening. You might have had the capital team a little mad, so you might have seen one fight. Type of deal. <laughs> not, not like a line brawl, but um, something that just popped into my head, I kind of find was 
very entertaining and very funny is prior to the game, all the so-called professionals were saying, oh, it's not like what it used to be. We're not going to see any crazy fighting, maybe one or two fights. Well, <laughs> they were wrong. <laughs> Some like 150 penalty minutes or something? Yeah, it was a new record, and it was, it was insane. I think it was like 100 penalty minutes in the first period. Something insane like that. Um, yeah, I don't really have, me personally, I don't have much more to say, say on this topic. I don't know if uh, if you have anything else to add. No, I think I'm good on there. All right, well, there was another little bit of positive news that came from the NHL this week, and it also gives me hope in the sport world. Um, I also heard other hope today, well, not today, but this week, in regarding the CFL, but we'll get there. And that's um, the NHL is starting to relax COVID protocol for teams, like playoff teams that are 85% or higher vaccination rate. Um, 12, there's going, the 12 teams that are going to be in the playoffs, or at least 12 of the teams, there's going to be at least five out of the seven, 12 teams should have, um, their uh, COVID protocol release a little bit. Relax, sorry. So that means less masks, um, less testing, all this good stuff. I just wanted to throw this in here because it gives me a lot of hope. There's a lot. I actually found quite a few news stories that are giving me hope for sports to come. Um, in 2021 and hopefully I get my CFL here soon and save me Austin I'm starting to ramble now uh, what do you got to say about uh, NHL re- relaxing their protocols a little bit yeah uh, I think as long as like the threshold is met the 80 or 85 percent I think totally. Uh, a little while ago, I think, I don't know if, I can't remember if we talked about it on the podcast or not, but uh, Robin Leonard uh, spoke out about um, the conditions that they were kind of dealing with, even after some of them had gotten vaccinations. So I'm glad to hear that they're taking action and making those changes to uh, keep the players happier because. Or at least, you know, more sane, right? Uh, certain, yeah. certain quarantining situations like is just terrible. So I think a little relaxation of that will be good for their mental health. Yeah, I couldn't, couldn't agree more. And that kind of goes throughout the rest of the world as well. Um, vaccination numbers are going up and... It's good stuff, and like I said, there's a little bit of good news in the CFL as well, but right before we get to that, Austin, use your voice, get loud, and let's hear a shout-out. 
Actually, hold on. I sorry. I had one more funny thing. Ooh, a little twist in the script. I like yeah, it. We're we're switching it up here. We're getting tricky. <laughs> so again, we just want to. I want to shout out Connor McDavid. No, I think I know what you're talking about. This is gross. Well, a couple things. So Connor McDavid hit a hundred points in fifty three games. Yeah, that's that's what I was mentioning is uh, gross in my mind. Not gross in a bad way, but just just insane. You want to know something else that's insane? Uh, if I say no, will that stop you? No, it will not. All right, perfect. <laughs> uh, Mitch Marner has 67 points in 54 games. He is third in NHL scoring. Connor McDavid has more assists than Marner has points. Wow. Do you happen to, like, uh, my mind is just boggled, but do you happen to know who's in second? I'm guessing Matthews? No, Dreisaitl. Oh, of course. <laughs> so McDavid has 100 points. Dreisaitl has 79. <laughs> And then Brad Marchand is tied with Marner for, with 67. Matthews has 65. And uh, the thing about Matthews is he's over 40 goals now, isn't he? Or at least he, at 40? He is at 40 goals. I'm pretty at sure 40. he's going to win the Rocket Richard this year. And uh, if, uh, if I was a betting man... Which sometimes I am. I think McDavid <laughs> might be winning the the points trophy. The Art Ross, yeah. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, also, the yeah. heart better win the heart. Yeah, it's this is why I call him cheat code McDavid. Um, yeah, it's not fair. But now. Will you stick to the script and do the shout out? <laughs> yes. All right. What do you got from me, buddy? So this week, uh, there was actually, I decided to call a last minute audible because I had Ooh. a shout out in mind, but based on, you know, whatever, it doesn't matter. I decided <laughs> to switch it up. This week's shout out. Um, Goes out to Morgan and I. Ooh. But Morgan especially this week because me. Morgan had to deal with technical issues and the stress that comes with that. And despite that, we are still recording. We are still putting a podcast out, even though, you know. It was still reasonably on time, I might add. 100%. So I just think. You know, this week, a shout-out goes out to, well, mostly just you, you know, for getting it, getting through those technical problems and making it happen. Well, I love you, buddy, but you know what? I'm also going to do Audible, and I'll also do a shout-out to Austin. For oh, right back us. at you. And, hey, if you didn't uh, do these shout-outs, then I wouldn't have heard my name. And if you didn't uh, set the 
uh, podcasts up every every day, then uh, yeah, you're doing good. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks, buddy. Happy Mother's Day. <laughs> oh yeah, Happy Mother's Day for all. If we have any mothers listening, and that'd be uh, kind of cool. That'd be weird. Well, yeah, it'd be kind of cool and be different, and but I I dig it. And let us know if you're a mom. Yeah, and let us know if you have a mom because I'm sure most of you guys do. Um, <laughs> what if they don't? <laughs> then, well, we're going to have to have a different talk. <laughs> Fair awesome. enough. Well, that seems like the perfect place. To end the shout out and uh, shout out the shout out and get and get to some uh, uh, CFL news and uh, so the draft it came is gone players got picked stuff happened that's good that's how the draft was supposed to work so. No, I'm kidding. We're not moving on that quickly, though. And uh, Austin is right. That is how the draft is normally supposed to work. But this year, a few things really struck strike me as odd, and I'll get to it. But we're not. Go- I'm not going to go through all six rounds of the pit or of the draft. Just the first round, because. I'm not going to lie. In the CFL draft, that's really the only round that truly matters. The other round, especially when we have a 2020 draft class sitting waiting, the second, maybe some guys in the second round, but third to six, you really aren't going to see much, much of them playing within the next year or two, I'm guessing. Yeah. Anyway, so... Hamilton pick first. We got Jake Burt, who was the last entry into the CFL draft. And then he was the first pick in the CFL draft. So that's oh, wow. And he's tight end, which is very intriguing because that's not a position that's normally used in the CFL. Interesting. Um, so they, but he could be like, Maybe a little slot receiver or with like a bigger body or a fullback, something like that. Apparently, he's good at blocking. Um, we got Saskatchewan pick second with, and they got Nelson Lucombo, defensive back. His brother, um, he plays for VC. His brother's really, really good. So hopefully. This Nelson kid, hopefully he's also really good. He's from Huskies, which is Saskatoon College. Um, yeah. And then we got Winnipeg picked. Uh, who is it? Liam Dobson, who's the O-line. Um, we got BC picked. Daniel Sasset. Daniel Joseph, sorry. And I can't read my own I can't read my own writing very well. So I got close enough. Yeah, Daniel Joseph, the defensive end. Edmonton football team pick 
Cole Nelson, who's a defensive lineman. Auto Red Blacks pick Deshaun, Deshaun uh, Sevens, who's a linebacker. Toronto picked Peter Nistartro. I'm struggling with these names, but just wait till the next one. He's an old lineman. This and then Calgary. They knew I was going to be reading these names. I'm sure of it. And they picked this player just to fuck with my mouth. Hold on. <laughs> okay, oh. that sounds <laughs> that didn't come out right. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Okay, good. Um, where's the I I need the can you send me the word, the name so I can say it or try? Um, I don't know if that's probably easier said than, than done. I will, uh, I'll just spell out here. I don't even think you would be able to get it, to be honest. Hold on a second. All right. Hold on I'll, a second. Okay, I'll just do the last pick because I can pronounce his name. That was Hamilton, Nick Cross, who's a linebacker. I'll just keep talking while uh, I'm, sounds like Austin might be looking that up here. Um, while he's looking that up, the next thing I was going to talk about also has to do with the draft. And so, hold report- on, the, the Red Blacks yes. pick? Calgary pick. Cody Gray's? No, Calgary's first round pick the Amen O G B O N G B E M I G A. Are you reading off the twenty twenty one draft? Yes, sir. Okay, because it's weird. I'm looking at it and I'm seeing different names. Okay, well I I know I definitely got the top two right, and it's just this last the 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 Calgary's first round eighth pick oh. that I can't pronounce there. Yeah, no, I can't either. You're right. Okay, so with that out of the way, we're gonna go with his first name, and that's Calgary's first round pick is Amen. He's a linebacker. Um. Yeah, like like I said, like me and Austin's been discussing here for a little bit. Yeah, it's going to stay in the podcast. It's going to be great. You're welcome, folks. Um, we cannot pronounce his name. I apologize to this guy. But what really stuck out to me in this draft is normally in previous years you'd see a bunch of old linemen get picked or. Um, the odd receiver, that type of stuff. This is mostly defensive players because you yeah, got it is. Well, you got you got a defensive back, you got defensive end, a D lineman, three linebackers. You only got two offensive linemen and a tight end for offensive players. Um, it's only three out of well, it's still three out of nine, but. 
in previous years. So it's just nice to see that, I mean, lots of these players, they were, they are Canadian born, but they were playing in the NCAA. Um, so they are American trained, but hey, we'll we'll take them any way we can get. Oh yeah. But right before Austin was trying to figure out the draft list, there, um, I was talking about this reporter named John Hodge. He put out his rank of the draft. And I just thought it was also intriguing to go through it, mostly because Saskatchewan is in first. Um, <laughs> to just also list that off, and I'm just really excited to get to the little um, happy, exciting news that I've heard over the past week in regards to the CFL. But we got. First, in first place, Saskatchewan. This is just the how he thought the draft went and what team won the draft. Um, we got second place, Hamilton. Third place, Calgary. Fourth place, Winnipeg. Fifth place, Toronto. Sixth place, Ottawa. Seventh, BC. Eighth, Montreal. And ninth, Edmonton football team. Um, there's a few things that stuck out there. Saskatchewan, the main reason why he said that they won the draft is they lost a player, a very good Canadian player on the defensive side of the ball as Cam Judge, um, who's now playing Toronto, I do believe. And with that being said, they're trying to change up the ratio a little bit in a different position. So uh, Nelson Lacombo, he can play all over the defensive backfield. He can play halfback, he can play cornerback, he can play all the positions, really. And that's good to see. Hamilton, they didn't really need too much, so they got – you know, that little bit extra offensive power. So that's yeah. good to see. And then all the rest of the teams, Calgary, you know, they got O-Lyman. I'm not going to go through every team, but you guys kind of get the drift. And then the team that also really surprises me, well, it doesn't surprise me, is Ottawa. I'm really surprised that they didn't try and pick a player that was um, like a wide receiver or someone to help them on that regards because they were really struggling in that department last year, but or in 2019, I guess. But the good news that I've heard for the CFL is that all six provinces, this is just the provincial government has came out and approve the CFL's return to play for August 5th. So it still has to go to the federal level and it still has to go to the um, municipal level for um, for some of the teams. Like uh, Ontario, I believe it still has to go through Toronto. 
and Hamilton. Um, and then I believe BC still has to get approved municipally. Um, the Saskatchewan is basically, they said they're, they got approved on all levels of government besides federal. Um, yeah. Yeah, this is just making me very, very excited for hopefully a 14-game season starting August 5th. What, do you have anything you want to add? I've been rambling on for a while here on football side of things. No, not rambling. I think you did a good job of explaining what kind of what's going on. And yeah. Beautiful. Well, we got other sports to talk about. And we got other things going on. So I figure let's talk about them. Baseball has also had my hopes up a lot um, in this past week. And that also has to do with testing. And that also has to do with the COVID, COVID protocols being released. Um, again, they're aiming for the 85% people of Tier 1. So that's... Tier one includes like all the players, coaches, basically anyone who works amongst the team, the equipment staff, the people in the bullpen, basically all the main important people. They all have to be 85% vaccinated. And then, um, which at this point, uh, five teams have reached that threshold. So that's great news to hear. Yeah. Um, they figure seven more teams in two weeks will be at that threshold. So that's, again, amazing. Some of the um, relaxations that they're going to do for the policy is they won't have to wear masks anymore indoors if there's no one, no non-vaccinated or people like in around them. So if everyone that's in the building is vaccinated, then they don't have to wear masks anymore. Their family members, if vaccinated, will now be able to hang out with them at the hotel, carpool with them, all that stuff, good stuff. Less testing. Um, this gives me a lot of hope, like I mentioned, for just sports in general, because you have the NHL relaxing stuff. You have the CFL with that good news. Now, baseball, Austin, does this, is this giving you any type of hope for sports in the future? Maybe back to normal? Yeah, no, it's definitely, well, and I've just been seeing, like, the vaccination numbers. I know uh, at least in BC, I'm pretty sure at least 2 million people have at least their first dose, um, which is fantastic. So, no, I um, it makes me very hopeful. I, I love to hear uh, stuff like this. Yeah, I know personally in Saskatchewan, the last time I heard age for people that are able to get vaccinated is at 37 now. So, 
we're that's only 10 years off of my age so we're <laughs> we're getting through them quite quickly here and that well you're pretty, pretty old so i am quite old not not really i'm not 30 yet so so we're doing good but i really don't have that much to say about this cuz there really isn't that much to be said just I really just want to throw this in there because, like I said, it gives me hopes for all sports and it's fucking awesome. So more power to um, everyone out there that's getting vaccinated. Um, Let's keep it going so that we can, you know, get back to normal. And I I, I want to uh, see all the stadiums. Like, I was watching the Toronto Blue Jays play against the Astros today. And it's still weird seeing in Texas that the stadium was basically full with no one wearing masks. I want that to be back to the norm for all sports. Um, I want CFL to be back. Um, Yeah. I don't have anything else to say about baseball i don't know if austin does i have zero zero um oh i i i lied i have one more thing to say with a blue jays fan um there are two more little quick things they're big big signing in the offseason uh george springer uh Last I heard, he's only played two games. <laughs> oh, no. So, um, that's something to keep an eye out for. But even without him, they're still second in their division. So, that's great to he- uh, see. Um, I believe we're beating the Astros not too long ago. And, oh, and as a hockey fan... Calgary, I don't know the outcome yet, but they were winning 4-1 against Ottawa at the end of the second period. So Montreal's been losing. If Calgary wins out, there's still hope. I don't know if that's the same for Vancouver or not. But No, Canucks lost. They, they have no hope. They lost to Edmonton to help McDavid get all the points. Oh, yeah, right. So I think it might be basically all saddled up for as far as the playoff picture, except for I think maybe Dallas might still have a chance. No, I mean, Dallas is out. They're out too, so it's just Calgary with a point zero 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 percent chance. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Well, that wasn't baseball related, but it just popped into my head. One last topic, and then we'll get out of here, and that is basketball um there's a 22 year old guy that's really good and he ended up being the fourth youngest player to reach 5,000 points and that player if you guys pay attention to basketball at all you probably know him or at least heard him Luca Donick uh, like I said, he's the fourth youngest player to reach 5,000 points. 
three the three players ahead of him are LeBron James, Kevin Durant, and Carmelo Anthony. Um, all three amazing players. Yep. Um, all three probably Hall of Fame players. The crazy thing is, if it wasn't for the 2020 and the 2021 season, this Luca guy, because he's only 22 years old and 68 days, if he had the full seasons in the last two years, then he probably would have been younger than LeBron James. Yeah. 5,000 points, which I thought was very fascinating. And (laughs) it just shows, like, he did this in 194 games. Like, that's, that's, if he's just shooting two-pointers, that's 2,500 buckets. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there's a few three-pointers in there, so a few less buckets, but what do you have to say about this guy just getting nothing but net, basically? Yeah, I'm interested to see how well he does continuing in his career. I mean, at this rate, he's going to put up crazy numbers. He already is. So, like we said, that's some elite territory he's in. So, no, I mean, good for him, and hopefully he can keep it up. Yeah, it would just be real... Interesting to see if uh, what he would have done in a regular world without a pandemic. Yeah, exactly. Because, uh, yeah, they were saying that he would have beat LeBron James. I'm not sure exactly how old he would have been, but I know at the age of 22, I was nowhere clear, close to even being in the NBA or doing anything this remarkable. Well, I think your hype might have something to do with that. And my skill. Oh, yeah. I can't forget that. Um, and my will. And, and the bills. <laughs> yeah, because, like, what were, what were you doing at the age of 22? Um, I don't know. Probably living with you. I guess that's probably what we were doing, living together, playing video games, um, not Very making possibility, not making millions, um, like this guy is. Uh, more power to him. I really hope he can keep it going. I kind of wish he was playing for the Raptors, but that's not the case. Um, no. I don't actually happen to know what team. He was playing for it. Is playing for it, sorry. I think it's the uh, Mavericks, although I could be wrong. All right. Well, I don't really have any other sport news. Um, I'm hoping Austin will be able Yeah, to... he's on the Mavericks. Austin. or uh, Holy crap. Both of it. All of the above. <laughs> awesome. I really hope that Austin can probably speak for a few seconds so I can take a quick poop at the end here. And I'm going to do my wonderful scoring statement. So, 
What type of sport moves that you got that you could fill a few seconds with? Yeah. So um, the cool thing about the big night for McDavid was it was actually a big night for Dreisaitl as well. So McDavid hit 100 points in 53 games, obviously ridiculous, almost two points a game, which is just fucking unheard of in today's NHL. And he also set up Dreisaitl for, I believe, his 30th goal of the season and his 500th career NHL point. So good good for him as well. (laughs) Yeah. Those Um, two are too damn good. Not going to lie, if Calgary doesn't make the playoffs, which is a very high possibility, I might be watching Edmonton quite closely. Um, not necessarily because I'm an Edmonton fan, but mostly because I'm a Connor McDavid fan. Oh, exactly. I don't like the Oilers, but I sure love watching McDavid play. And with the other four... Um, Canadian teams that we would have to pick from. I'm not going to pick Toronto. I'm not going to pick Montreal. And I'm definitely not going to pick Winnipeg. Yeah. So, well, there you go. Um, I got family that cheers for Edmonton. So, I mean, I, I still really hope Calgary makes it. But time will tell. We have to play our rest of our games against Vancouver. So, Should be chances we we could squeak into the playoffs. They don't. Calgary does not deserve to make the playoffs, but I won't complain if they make it there. Okay, if you make it, then anything could happen. Exactly. But on that note, I got just a little more stone, so I got my stoner statement. Uh, basically, hockey. Name your kids, Connor. They'll be great. Yep. CFL, good news on the horizon. I need content. Baseball, more good news. I love the good news. And basketball, way to show me up, you 22-year-old guy. Everyone out there, stay stoned and stay safe. Bye.